What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the SideQuest Podcast. If you didn't notice, we missed Friday, and that's okay. You know what? We were out at the lake being lake boys. And with me, (laughs) my two lakest of lake boys, uh, Justin and Jeff, are with me. Hello, gentlemen. Greetings, my little shield boy. Yeah. Little lieutenant. Spent spent on the shields, the lieutenants, the whole big tub of cheese balls is gone. We had quite quite a little weekend. And we had much bread. Uh, tons uh, of bread. Very sunburned. And I managed to get sunburned on the last day. We went on the boat ride again right before we left. And I, eight hours later, I'm watching Black <laughs> Widow and my legs are starting to hurt. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I got burnt again. <laughs> it's, safe it's, a, it's, a, it's a known thing I get burnt every time I go there. <laughs> it's safe to say. I feel like me and you are the same skin types. I feel like, Justin, I feel like you would turn into some... Spanish suave man under enough sun and care, and me and Jeff would just turn into scary lobsters. Uh, yeah, we and both burnt. Back to we life. even have a photo of us in Mexico, Eric, where you're like your temples are peeling off, <laughs> and my arms are so red. It's like what is? Yeah, I think there's a picture of our whole family, your side and mine, and everyone's just bright red. <laughs> Well, that, that has happened. There is photo evidence. We'll have to dig it out. And uh, you mentioned something there. You, you came home and you watched Black Widow. I watched it uh, the night before I left to come meet you guys. And I guess I, w- I don't want to start with my thoughts because I'm afraid of what I'll say. So, Jeff, maybe we'll start with you. What did you think of the movie? So, you know, it was your typical Marvel-type action movie. You know, it followed all the tropiness of just... You know, not the newer stuff. It kind of went back to older Marvel where they still didn't figure it out yet. So I think it was kind of like a backwards move mm-hmm. where I think Ragnarok is when things changed at Marvel and they went, they started grasping the more wackiness of it. And then we get that with uh, WandaVision, Loki, and all that stuff. So it was way better than Falcon and Winter Soldier. I think that's probably my least favorite of any of the Marvel stuff. Um, besides him trying to get a loan, but, um, I don't know if that was just comedy, but yeah, so Black Widow was, it was fine. You know, they, they had some comedy stuff in there. I think the sister was, uh, that's, I liked her the best. Yeah. Um, and I'm really excited for her to join. She's got a very unique, um, just personality and she's very likable, which I see the criticism now coming out that. They feel bad, like the way she kind of stole the movie, which she did because she's she was just really fun to watch. Anytime she was on screen, I was like, "Yes, I love Black Widow and stuff," but she's kind of broody. Well, let me throw this your way, but while you're in mid thought here, is I think that was intentional because if you think about it, we go into this movie knowing that Black Widow is dead, and there's nothing in this movie that's going to make us excited so much about Black Widow. Like it's cool to see a little backstory, this and that, but. I think that was the purpose is like walk away with Yelena because she seems like she's signing up for maybe a couple more things in the future, which yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. agree with you on that because I like superhero movies because they're superheroes and they have powers, which is probably why, you know, like Falcon um, and Winter Soldier isn't. I mean, yeah, Winter Soldier does have the serum, but they're less my favorite. Uh, but man, I can't wait to see her and more stuff because she was she was really good 
Yeah. And she's, I mean, in general, Florence Pugh, or I think that's how you say Pugh? Pugh? Justin? Any, <laughs> any, <laughs> any uh, correction there? Um, it's pronounced Pugh. Pugh. Like Pepe Le Pew. Nice. Um, and But she's very like Thorish, where if she ever meets Thor, she's going to like bring him down a peg, because normally he's always making fun of people. and Yeah. And I, um, I've enjoyed her and other things she's done, but staying on Black Widow, like I... I put it in that realm for me personally. I know you guys like the movie, but my least favorite Marvel movie is Thor Dark World or the Dark World. And I would put it in that same category. Like if you're going to do a double feature of like my two least favorite Marvel movies, Black Widow just didn't. I feel like after waiting this long, I set the bar so high. I'm sure maybe other people did as well, but I felt like I set the bar so high that it just, it just came in. It was so underwhelming for me. And Justin throws your way, so you can jump in on this. But like the Taskmaster Master reveal and spoilers, obviously, people, if you haven't, if you've gotten this far without it, um, that the Taskmaster villain was kind of a throwaway. Like it was just they really built up this villain to be some who the fuck is a really big like something's gonna happen. This is gonna change the game, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, it's just the guy's daughter that she didn't kill in a giant explosion. You've never met her before. No one knew who she was. Right. It didn't. Yeah. And didn't it's so. It's. I think. I don't understand. I. May, okay. Maybe. Let me back up for a second. I feel like I can picture what the writer's room looked like and why they thought this could be a good idea. But that doesn't make it a good idea, especially when you have a character as powerful and as awesome as Taskmaster is. And what he means to potentially the MCU and to just throw him slash her now away like they continue to do. Like everybody talks up Black Panther. Black Panther was so good. It's so good. It's so good. Killmonger so great. And then what do they do with it? Right. <laughs> you just kill him. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's the best MCU villain ever dead. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm, I'm the same way. And I, you know, I know, I think this phase four and beyond, they're trying to self-contain to say, like, listen, we're only going to have a bad guy for maybe a couple movies max instead of, like, you know, Thanos or Thanos being, like, the big bad for 23 movies, even though each movie kind of had their individual villain. But this overarching villain, which I think is going to turn into Kang Conqueror, but at least for this movie, it's like they did a disservice to Hawkeye and uh, Black Widow's whole they mentioned Budapest like three times in the entire 23 movies. Like, okay, and now we see Budapest, and it was such a lackluster story. Like, oh, we had this job, and then we hid in a crate or hid in the vents above the uh, subway for three days. It's like, you're not even going to give us like a little snippet cameo where, you know, Black, uh, Hawkeye is like a little bit younger, de-aging technology, and like give us a quick like, hey, this is what they've been talking about. Like, no, it was just like, okay, literally I pointed out the target, and he blew it up with the Hawk arrow. And then there was something going on in the apartment that they never touched on, like arrows were fighting past, or like in the wall, and obviously there's a fight or something. But I, I, they just, I don't know. I don't know what they were trying to do with the movie. I feel like they just had extra budget, and they said Black Widow is owed something. And it was just, I would have loved for this to come out after Civil War, before Endgame. I feel like it would yeah, have had a lot more. Have... Yeah. And it would have fit the movie, the way it was filmed, and the action, all that. It would have fit better right. in that time when the movies... Because they were still getting better. I think Marvel's just slowly getting better as it goes on, which is a good thing. Yeah. Uh, as we see with 
just recently with Loki. Um, but it just it felt I don't know, felt a little out of place. It was fine. It wasn't it wasn't terrible. I think Justin it, you'll enjoy it. Uh but yeah, it was just it's just like an action movie with kind of a superpower person. Uh but again, the sister just that's who was pulling the movie. Yeah. And I am I'm this way and I don't know if I like it or hate it about myself, but when I see character or Americans that I know are very much, you know, speaking the English language and when the accents feel forced, whether it's Russian or English, like it's a Jennifer Lawrence Russian accent and when it's Florence Pugh Russian and David Harbour Russian, like I I like them as people and as actors, but I get I take like two steps away from the characters and the power of the story when somebody is just not a good, not good at their accent of the character that they're playing. And why the sister did good because she was the only one who had a good accent. She did. She did a good job. But like David Harbor, he would switch back and forth between English words and Russian words the whole time. And like he was speaking the perfect English in the beginning. I get it. That's part of the twist. Like who the fuck are these people? But even the mom, the quote unquote mom of the movie, Rachel Weiss. Um, she was all over the place. She changed accents like four times. She was like yeah. English, then British, then Russian, then back to like a who knows Sokovian or something like that. Like it was just very everywhere. And what you were saying at the lake, which you're like, oh well, you know, and that's what I hate about the Wanda part is the accent. Which then we discuss it, and you're like, oh, okay, never mind, because there is a reason for the Wanda one. But she because we actually comment on it in the show well but before the show though she switched teams like multiple times and just like infinity war and i mean age of ultron she was mostly that accent but then infinity war came about she's like vision i only feel you it's like wait aren't you supposed to just still be that accent and then i get it the whole wandavision premise like she's watching english show she has the accent but then like okay i don't know still just it didn't take me out of it so in wandavision i actually was still there but like i don't know that that's my little rant my little mini ref rant is this a little bit different from how you know speak proper russian or okay well speaking of russians um did you guys remember that like the olympics are are happening right now <laughs> i feel i well we, wait we got to talk about the end of end of, of what black widow, black widow. Well, what you mean like the end credits because i have a funny story with it now oh. Well, go. Well, when I get back to the go lake, tell you like, shut mouth and tell story at yes. same time when talking to me. Yeah. Last it's night when I time. got back, yeah, um, I stopped at my parents. I watched it with my dad, and he the whole time he's he was confused at the get, beginning with the girl with blue hair, and he thought he didn't know who that was, and then I had to explain, no, that's uh, that's Natasha, that's Black Widow. And then at the end, with the you know end credits, he's standing. There, he's like, "What? What's going on now?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's you know Black Widow's dead." And he's like, "When? She just walked away with the military guys." I'm like, "Oh no, because that movie starts. Uh, the movie's actually a prequel to Civil War." And he's like, "Wait, what?" And yeah. then, uh, and he's like, "Is that Elaine from Seinfeld?" And I'm like, "Yeah." He's like. When the hell did she join this this cast? And I'm like, now she came in the other in in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. He's like, what the hell is going on? So he's like, this is a prequel. She's dead. And I was like, yeah, she's been dead. So he's like, the whole movie we watched a dead girl. And I was like, yeah, pretty much. 
And then he's like, well, how'd she die? I'm like, oh, it was to get an Infinity Stone and all that weird stuff. And, you know, now there's a multiverse. So I was showing him on Disney where you can look at chronological order. I'm like, you got to watch all these to understand. And it stopped on Loki. And he's like, is that Owen Wilson? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, why is Owen Wilson in Marvel? And I'm like, oh, like, he's <laughs> He's just completely had no idea what was going on. Yeah, there's... It's funny as hell, but there, there is anyone... no hope for those types of folks. We love them, and like my dad would be the same way. It's like if you don't start and follow through with it, like even Dan, we got to have Dan back on this show at some point. But he, he, I think he's seen most of the Marvel movies. But like I have other friends that like just watch every couple of sh- movies and like they get pissed off because they don't know what's going on. It's like, well, but you can't just walk away. You can't just pick and choose which movies you want to watch. Like. That's the beauty of the MCU is that things start tying together in this this great way, and you're not going to understand it. But I could totally <laughs> see that. Like, yeah, Elaine. I was the same way. As soon as Elaine showed up, I'm like, okay, what the fuck is she doing here, and why? And uh, and then we see in Black Widow, obviously, um, why she's there again. So they're setting some kind of little club up behind. The but scenes. in, in oh, yeah. their defense, it is pretty cool what Marvel has done. No <clears throat> other film. Um theories or i don't even know what you call it has done anything like this yeah where everything's tying in and and just the other day i watched um someone synced up when kang stopped talking to the two loki's and he's like oh the event happened they synced it up with wanda at the end of wandavision and it syncs up perfectly and he even drops a figure as agatha's falling Mm. and like she's a nexus event but she's Whatever she is, they couldn't prune her. So she's the one that kind of starts the whole thing. Now that, I like those kind of tinfoil hat theories there. Like, just, (laughs) how do people, I mean, I love that people are out there that think of this shit because, like, I, my first thought would have never been like, wait, what is he waiting on? What is he thinking about? You just kind of wait in the show, like, hey, what was that event? But you don't, I don't even think to, like, hey, well, if you match up this uh, cereal box with the red glasses, it'll tell you the secret coat. You know, like, I, Man, I'm glad smarter people are out there than me. But, well, I guess we'll see if it pans out. We'll see. Yeah, I think that we're going to have... I think Shang-Chi is going to be a snooze. Hmm. I'm excited to see it. I do want to see it. I don't think it's going to do much for the broader story. But once we get Spider-Man, I think shit's going to get blown wide open. I feel like... I feel like Shang-Chi is going to be the Ant-Man, if that makes sense. Like, that movie, kind of goofy, kind of on its own, kind of didn't really impact a whole lot of anything else. Like, yes, he was then a part of the main MCU, but, you know, that was his kind of main introduction was like, hey, I'm Ant-Man. I feel like Shang-Chi is going to be that same way. It's, like, going to be a cool kind of just like i don't know just a little piece on its side and i wonder if i mean i just wonder who they're going to try to bring in or any after credit scene like if they're going to try to tie anything else in there but i hope it's not a snooze fest i hope it's honestly like i heard i heard mixed reviews about like snake eyes that just came out and i just hope it's like not what you just said justin i hope it's actually exciting but We'll see. I know. <laughs> I I mean, but look, we talked about this in the past with the Mortal Kombat movie, and we, we'd all had varied responses about what we thought about that. And True. The correct response is that it sucked. <laughs> and Shang-Chi is essentially Mortal Kombat. It's the quest. It's, yeah. you know, it's 
blood sports and that's not a bad thing and i'm more excited to see that than black widow yeah i would agree with that i'm just i'm just so surprised after what i saw with black widow that they waited this long like i i can understand why they waited because i'm sure they thought like hey if we just wait till next year the theaters will open we'll get a shitload more money and i mean disney plus is like making you pay 30 bucks which sucks um but it's like i think they thought that it was going to do a lot better i actually haven't looked at the box office or anything or whatever it made but like there was no reason for it to wait this long like the premise of the movie wasn't relevant to the current mcu the um post-credit scene with yelena wasn't really relevant to anything that's going on. It doesn't really impact anything outside of Just, the near future with Hawkeye. Oh, you're so wrong. You're so wrong. But if you think about it, this was supposed to come out before um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So if you're telling me that the after credit scene here where just she shows up blowing her nose, like telling her, hey, you're going to go kill Hawkeye, and everybody's sitting around like, who the fuck was that lady? Why was Elaine in this movie with a purple streak in her hair, like midlife crisis style? But we so but we do get it, and you have to you have to tease it up against Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and you have to say that we are setting up a, a Dark Avengers. We're going to see a Red Hulk hopefully very soon. We've got U.S. Agent. We've got Evil Black Widow. Like everything is. You know, and that is potentially setting up against the Sinister Six coming out. We know that Kang is in the realm, so we know the Fantastic Four are a factor. Like, there's so many moving parts that I don't think we can comprehend where the next 23 movies are going. And the X-Men, you know they're they're ramping them up. Well, I just, they are. It's, yeah, you. Uh, I, I really wonder, and I want to side quest this year into the X-Men, which is, you know, all Marvel still, but like how do we think they're going to approach the X-Men? Like, are they going to try to go individual movies with X-Men? Kind of like how they did with the Avengers, right? Like, you get Iron Man, you get Thor, you get this, you get that, then everybody teams up. Do you think they're going to kind of go single movie route and then group movie route? Or are they going to pull the old DC on us and start with a group and then maybe spin off to solo movies? Justin, I mean, I'm throwing yeah. that your way first. <laughs> <laughs> I just, it's, it's tough because you can't have a single mutant without the X-Men and you can't have the X-Men without a single mutant. So when you think holistically about who the X-Men are and how they came to be, it was like how, how they did first class and you have this first class and you can spin off to some of those movies, but a lot of those characters stories aren't very rich you take somebody like Cyclops and Havoc, like, yeah, down the road, when you talk about, like, the the Marauders and, or not Marauders, uh, Corsair and, like, all the space mutants that come in and you find out who the Summers family lineage is and then you get into uh, White Crown. Like, there's so much that goes into it that you can, but you can't do it without having other moving pieces. So I think it's a mixture of both. Okay. That's a fair answer. I mean, I just I just wonder if they're going to get, like, Disney's going to get a little bit too greedy with their formula and just assume that, like, you know what? We can kind of speed up the Spider-Man thing, which did work. Like, it was nice not to have to go back through his whole fucking origin story for the first hour. Um, but, like, X-Men style, like, you think they're just going to be able to introduce, like, a group of X-Men that we all know and trust and turn out to be 10 years from now. Like, you know what? Man, they really blew away the last 
group of X-Men or man, I didn't think anybody would beat out Hugh Jackman's Wolverine, but here we are, you know, like I just, I just wonder what card they're going to play. Like, are they going to go in overly cocky or are they going to try to play it safe? And it's, I mean, it's Disney. So who the fuck knows Jeff? I mean, yeah. as long as Kathleen Kennedy's not involved, right, Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. If she took over, say goodbye to Marvel. That'd be the end of that. But if you well, think, but so yeah, Go ahead. Here's here's a quick side quest. A, a character that I know we discussed at the Lake House in a little bit. It's one of Jeff's. You you love him, but the the rumors of the storytelling that they're going to do potentially for the narrative of Magneto. You can't have him be a Holocaust survivor in 2025 when potentially we get to see him for the first time in the MCU. Unless he's from another multiverse. Correct, See, but we don't have confirmation. I mean, there's so much that can go into it because they're they're talking about expanding the cast and taking it away from it being an old white guy to maybe somebody more dynamic, maybe somebody that comes from like the Rwandan genocide or something like that, which is just, I kind of think also it's self-defeating of the character, but also an interesting way to go. Shia LaBeouf will easily put now. But I think I know, think the X Men will probably be in a multiverse where mutants exist, and at the end of this whole multiverse madness stuff, it's going to collide everything into one main prime universe that they're all going to, you know, the world's going to be different. I mean, look what after Thanos snapped everyone out; it changed everything. So they easily can change thing again where. Now you get all these other organizations and things pop up out of nowhere, and people are going to have to, fuck, deal with this so, shit now so all over again. Let me ask you guys this, another side quest here in the same kind of realm, but do you think that the way they're going with everything, now that the story's exploding and it has, I mean, excited us thoroughly that all the different directions they can go and how it can combine this, this, and this, do you feel feel like it's going to give the writers like an easy out now and almost be like a little bit cheap, so to speak? So, for instance, just like you mentioned, what if it's uh, yeah um, a Magneto from a different very from a different timeline from this and that, and it's like, well, now anybody can kind of just come and go because they could just play the multiverse card. They could just play the oh, it's a Kang from a different timeline, and in this, it's a what if of a Black Panther being you know uh, Steve Rogers instead of you know T'Challa. You know, so I just. I don't know if it's going to hurt or help at this point in time, but I guess I'm just a little bit fearful that if they open it up way too wide for us to just accept that this is this is it, like this is just, oh, well, where did that guy come from? Oh, he just came out of that portal door because of the multiverse, the TVA, and the Kang variant. Oh, okay, so we're just accepting that, huh? I think you're being a worry, Nancy. They've been doing I'm, a, a I'm a worried wart. Job. They've been doing a pretty bang-up yeah. job. Just going to pretty much trust them at this point. They've plan this out so you got kevin feige you got Favre, you got all these people who are there for a reason so i think it'll be fine but with all this ip like how the fuck like you gotta imagine that they have somewhere in this like let's call it like 2030 schedule where it's gonna lead up to this avengers x-men like just spider-man the entire three or four universes coming together for some giant shit show like, well, that's the thing that they already have the secret invasion planned. So, do you? I mean, how how do they do? It? Is that just one movie? Like, how do we lead up to it? How, I'm I'm just I'm I'm a little concerned, guys. Help me. No, I'm and I, I but I think Jeff makes a great point where he says that or suggests that it's gonna it's gonna blow up and then suck itself down through the anus and then. <laughs> 
concrete itself into a new reality where X-Men came from universe outside of 616. So maybe they're 2112 or whatever the hell it is. But now they're a part of this new thing. And then there's, you're exactly right, Eric, when you talk about the, the Avengers versus the X-Men series, which is phenomenal. And when we talk about the, the Phoenix Force taking over and Cyclops killing Professor X, like there's so much that we can, can happen that can take place over four to five, six movies without it being a 23 movie arc, like you were saying earlier. Yeah. Okay, that makes me feel a little bit better about sucking anuses in, so I'm going to have some good dreams tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I agree. Je- Jeff, you bring up a really good point that helped ease my mind. Is that, like, look at their track record. Like, out of the 23 movies plus how many TV shows now and all that, like, they've got a pretty proven track record of having really good writers, really good storytelling. So I definitely trust them. It's just so hard at this point to, like, expand my mind and be like, wow, they have so much to pull from now and so many different directions they can go. Like, how do they choose what story to tell? And I would just love to be a fly on the wall and, like, just a couple of those meetings and, like, figure out how the fuck they do it. But there's so many stories, too, you know? Like, I mean, the whole Weapon X program alone. Yeah. We haven't even touched on our arcade and murder world. Like, you can have three movie series or, like, a three-season arc of just arcade trying to kill off Colossus and Mur- I just, uh Justin, I'm, I gotta, I'm fully torqued right now. You, yeah, and I'm going to I'm gonna help with that. I'm going to stroke that a little bit. And, Justin, the question for you and Jeff, feel free to chime in as well. But, you know, they took a little bit of a risk with Guardians of the Galaxy. Ops, a big risk, I should say, because not very well known. And who is this group of folks and how do they tie in? And it really paid off well. Justin, is there another group or a team or even some kind of Marvel nook and cranny that not many people know about that you would love to see on the big screen that you think could really do well? Yeah, so I mean, there's so much that they can do. Like I mentioned, Arcade. Basically, Arcade is a Ben Queller-looking guy in a white suit that is phenomenally rich that sets up a place that he calls Murder World where he captures mutants to try to kill him for his own amusement just for the hell of it <laughs> then we've got the then we've got the mojo verse when we can bring shatterstar back and do him justice and long shot and actually see what they look like and then bring them to earth because they're not they're alien mutants they're not normal mutants but they're completely created by mojo and oh my gosh can we get a proper juggernaut in there at one point and the journey for him to get the gem of Ciderock? i mean that alone and and, and oh I think you just, I think we got to play a little noise that you just leveled up to like nerd level 99. right? (laughs) (laughs) Jeff, I got to ask you this question, not so much in depth Marvel, but just like with the way the movies are going and like, obviously we've been on earth for most of the movies, like everything's about saving earth and save this, save that. And now we're kind of touching into this new realm of like space and different multiverses. Where do you want to see the future of the MCU go? Do you want them to stick around Earth a little bit more? Do you want to just see them fly around in space and fight in space or different planets or different worlds? Like, where do you want to see the MCU go? And, like, how does it... And how does it, like, tie back to you caring about it? Like, if it's not Earth, like, how much do you care, you know? I'm really interested in the cosmic stuff. Uh, When I do my Wikipedia whirlwinds, I mean, outside of, like, you know, I really like Magneto, I think doom's really interesting i liked what strange did where he actually went out and i mean he dealt with a cosmic threat um i guess the guardians did too with ego i see them like silver surfer and 
Phoenix Force and the Living Tribunal, all these like super way over the top um, beings and stuff. I want to see more of that. Okay. Galactus, you know, these big mega, you know, galaxy and, you know, universal threats. Yeah. Which don't are just infinity stones where you can snap a finger and make a wish. That was great and that made sense, but now we need something who's just doesn't need stones and is that, you know, level of can fuck shit up. Yeah, I think you bring up a good point. Justin, what are your thoughts? You want to stick around Earth? You want to go cosmic, elemental? I don't know. Where do you want to go? Well, no, I, I think, and Jeff, you're spot on, and I think that there's a, maybe there's a mixture of the two, and if we can get, like, a proper symbiote story, because, and the modern um, Agent Venom storyline and everything that happens with who Venom is and what anti-Venom is and where that goes, uh, I believe there's a storyline where the Guardians of the Galaxy encounter Agent Venom or Spider-Man with the symbiote, and they just kind of look at him and they're like, what the, why, why would you be wearing that? This most violent force in the universe you're donning as a costume? <laughs> so, and there's a lot, and I mean, then we get into the, I hope it doesn't go fully into the, the zombie universe, but that's an interesting storyline too. And then a proper old man Logan with Hulk in there could be fun. And I mean, there's just a lot to work with. I like all I mean, that. Eric have been going on since the 60s. So, exactly. Still going strong. So there's plenty of stories out there. Unless you're Kathleen Kennedy with Star Wars and said <laughs> there's really no there's really no stories. We're starting from scratch, even though there's been what, how many twenty years of books and comics and everything, but there's no source material according to according to her. <laughs> Shout out to Kathleen. That's like going going like Marvel's like we're in uncharted territory. We don't have any any source material. What about the comics? Uh, what? What are those? Yeah. That's yeah. basically what she did and she said. She took it and she she smushed it. God, like Ron Burgundy screaming about it. So good. Well, I'm happy with these um these um rumors that Favreau is is uh potentially taking over Lucasfilm. And that's a good thing, and it's a good thing just for the whole Star Wars thing. So I don't. I mean, know. just yeah. look look alone at his work in the replacements, and I love you, man. And how could you not trust Favreau? I mean, fantastic. <laughs> He's in Friends I mean, too. Marvel wouldn't be where it is now if it wasn't for Favreau. So no, Marvel wouldn't be where it is now if it weren't for Stan Lee. Well, yeah, but the Marvel Cinematic Universe and. And to be fair, Robert Downey Jr. did a number for the fans. Kevin Feige and all that, but these are people that Favreau put in place because he knew these are the right people. Yeah, but they're sticking... Well, this is an off... Well, this is a great conversation. You make great points, and we need to break out the encyclopedias because um, they're not varying too far from the source material. And when they do, based on creative direction from your, your gods, Favreau and Feige, then we get a female Taskmaster throwaway character. <laughs> the old FNF switcheroo. Yeah, I mean, you're not... It happens. I mean, it's just one of those that almost... To me, it just kind of felt like a throwaway movie, and that's... I felt like they, you know, they slapped me a little bit across the face. They said, you little... Lots filming Susan. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. Now, right, we're, boys, now we've gone overboard. That, and, and it's a great time to go overboard, because we just finished this very exciting Tuesday episode. We're sorry we missed last Friday, but hey, we were having a good time. We hope that you guys were able to catch up on the latest episodes. Let us know what you want to hear 
go out, and I haven't asked in a while, but go out and like our stuff, subscribe, share, follow, give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. I think we have like 11, and we have like 3,000 listens, so we know there's a little more than 11 people listening, but hey, it really helps us out and lets us know what we're doing right, what you guys want to hear. So hit us up, let us know. And Jeff and I will make a promise live on the air right now that pretty soon we're going to upload all of our uh, episodes to YouTube. We started and then we stopped and I just stopped. So blame me. Um, But uh, we're going to go and upload the rest of them and get up to date so you guys can listen on all little platforms that you like to listen to. But anyways, gentlemen, a lot of Marvel stuff to pull from. So noises, uh, phrases, where do we want to go? I did it last time, so... (laughs) Well, since mm. Justin. Okay. What do you got? One, then I did mine on Jeff Rance. How about Justin? You bring up this arcade and murder world. So you're a mutant that just went there and you're getting murdered. Give us the noise you make. <laughs> what did you <laughs> go, Tim Allen? <laughs> Why was he brought into the universe? I feel like he was just plucked out of the show.